Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. All right, good morning, Sports Rage. I'm George Gertz. It's the Gabe Marinci who is at the Dodgers game that did not go the way he would have liked it to go. And no, he hasn't called in yet. So uh, we'll see. Mickey's making his way to the park, crying, weeping, as uh, the Dodgers go down 2-1 to one in this series game for tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern time there. So, uh... <laughs> Mentioned earlier about that play in uh, Boston. Haven't seen that. And no one's really talking about the play that happened in the White Sox game either. All right. Uh, this is the one where uh, <laughs> Grandel hits a uh, was runners on, I think it was runner on third base. I don't know if it was first or third or second. Third, but runner on third base. It's a ground ball to first base. And Yuri Gurriel for the Astros throws the ball home, and he hits Grandel. Grandel, who's clearly not in the baseline, not even close to being in the baseline. He's on the grass. Now, he did not get hit on purpose. And what I mean by that is he didn't stick his elbow out. Or if you're old enough to remember Reggie Jackson in the 78 series, he didn't stick his hip out to get hit with the ball. But the ball hit him. You know, uh, but like I said, he's clearly, while he's running down the first base, on the grass. So he's two, three feet out of the baseline. And uh, so now the argument is, well, should the, once again, should Grandel be called out, runner be put back, and all that jazz? Uh, actually, no. Because once again, by rule, the umpires got this right too. So congratulations to the umpire. They can't call a ball or a strike to save their lives, but they get the weird ones correct. Uh, by rule, and they're, they're in the first 45 feet from home to uh, first base, they can pretty much take, uh, run it can take any direction they want as long as they stay in that direction. So he can run on the grass as long as he doesn't run, you know, also towards the pitcher's mound. That's fine as long as he stays in that direction. The last 45 feet, he does have to get in that, uh, what do you want to call it, that, that rectangular thing on the right-hand side of first base. Uh, that's what they can call you off being hit by the ball. So, uh, weird. You would think he has to be at least on the line the whole trip, but no. For whatever reason, I'm guessing because of the right-handed batters, they aren't even with that. So a lot of them do run a little bit, uh, you know, a little weird directionally, but I still found that strange because, yeah, you know, the White Sox may have ended up winning by, what was it, 12-6, 14-6, but that play started it all. I think it was only 7-6 at the time. That opened the floodgates there. So uh, that could have changed the game. But once again, the umpires did get it correct, which, uh, you know, like I said, I'm the first person to tell you, uh, I think the home plate umpires are terrible. You know, I might use uh, slightly str- stronger language. Uh, we saw that in the Boston game tonight, though. I think, what, was it a Rosarina, the first batter of the game, second batter of the game, actually, uh, was called out on a strike that was a foot high. I mean, it was at his chest. How do you miss that as an umpire? You, I mean, you're, you're right there. It's not like it's on the outside corner where you're sort of guessing. It's you're right there. How do you not know? I mean, it's a foot high. And he called him out there. Uh, I can't wait for Questech. I can't wait for robot umps. I'm not saying well, they'll be it'll be perfect. You know, computerized strikes so, up, but at least it should be consistent. You know, that what's a what's a strike in the first inning should be a strike in the ninth inning. You know, and vice versa. And there'll be no more of this. The veteran pitcher gets a 22-inch strike zone where the rookie gets a 12-inch strike zone. You know, it drives me insane when we see that all the strike zone changes from the first inning to the ninth inning. No, enough of that. You know, so uh, that's what I uh, I look forward. Uh, to, uh, to seeing here because, like I said, not a big fan of uh, the uh, you know the umpires behind the plate there. You know, it uh, just makes nothing that makes me angry here. You know, so I hope they get rid of that. 
as we welcome in our Sirius XM audience, Sports Rage Late Night. I'm George Kurtz, filling in for Gabe Morenci. Uh, Gabe will be back tomorrow. You know, well, we think he will be. Maybe this loss has really got to him. By the way, you know, we're sort of having, uh, I don't want to say we're having fun with gigs. I don't think we are. But they lost tonight. You're going to be on the air live with him tomorrow, Matthias. If they lose that game and they get eliminated, good luck to you. And, uh, you know, I can see him just flipping out, <laughs> by the way. I can see him flipping out if they were to lose look, that when game thing, tomorrow. When, technically, when things go right, he doesn't get mad. So I'm going to pray to the technological, uh, technology gods that they give me a good time tomorrow. Because he's actually a pretty chill dude, whether his teams lose or win. He actually lets it out on the air if they, if they lose, which is better radio. Oh, it is. It is. Let's roll! You know, uh, I got, I, I love Gabe. Gabe's, uh, he's a lot of fun. A lot of fun because I, uh, yeah, yeah, you can say anything you want to him. But what the best thing about me being on him not being here is I can make the clicks on my freaking mouse. I can bang my desk. The guy has the best hearing I've ever seen. I don't know how he hears all this stuff. He has my mouse clicking. <laughs> he probably hear my computer keyboard if I hit key. I mean, my God. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry it drives him crazy, but, uh, wow, he's got some damn good hearing. Uh, which I do not have. I actually have tinnitus. Uh, oh, that's fun, uh, by the way. I had this an ear is, this is a chance for you to vent your rage. Vent your I, rage on Gabe. I, I can I'm hear you a... breathing, Kurtz. Yeah, right. He probably can. He can <laughs> hear my heartbeat. It's like, holy God. Uh, no, sometimes with Gabe, and I, I guess it's, just, it's all in good fun. I enjoy working with Gabe. Always have. I like uh, guys who are just, you know, I can say anything I want to him. And he's not going to get offended. He'll go right back at me and away we go. I think it's the way to be in life, actually. Have fun. Uh, so, no. Uh, we don't. I find that we don't agree on any teams, right? He's a Dodger fan. I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, he's a Bills fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. Uh, he's a Canadian fan. I'm an Islander fan. So, uh, you know, I wish I would have known him in the 90s. I'd had a lot of fun with the Bills and Cowboys in the 90s. Uh, this uh, Nowadays, it's really all him. I don't think I Other than the Islanders over the Canadians. And even the Canadians got uh, further than the Islanders did last year. Uh, not much I can get back on him on. So, uh He's, he's doing pretty well when you think about it. He's doing about this. Dodgers, you know, they won last year. Well, let's see what happens this year. Canadians get to the finals. The Bills, I think, are the best team in the AFC. Anybody want to doubt this, by the way? Anybody want to fight this, that the Bills are the best team in the AFC? You know, the Bills, Arizona. Portrays, late night. I'm George Kurtz. We'll be back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loud mouth malcontent. 
This is fourth grade late night. Late night anger management class. Let's roll. Uh, I gotta love Gabe. Uh, I truly do. Anyway, uh, took a little NFL injuries today. Uh, we find out some. Uh, this the Giants are a mess. We know that we talked about that earlier. Uh, Daniel Jones, what are you doing uh, initiating that kind of contract uh, contact, Daniel? Actually went head-to-head with uh, a couple of linebackers. Not the brightest move here. And there was someone who pointed out that Daniel Jones should have been penalized on the play for leading with his head. Uh, they never penalized the offensive player for that, by the way. But uh, technically, you're right. He should have been. But uh, I don't understand why Garrett would even call that kind of play to have almost a naked bootleg out there. And Jones has learned to get down. I get. I know you're uh, you're a very good running quarterback, but you cannot be taking on linebackers there. Uh, Saquon Barkley. The good news on him is yes, he. Uh, if you saw the replay on him yesterday, that was a big, big knot on his ankle. I mean, that was a grape a grape uh, grapefruit sized knot. See if I can speak English tonight uh, on his ankle there. So uh, you know, uh, but the good news is, looks like he's only going to miss a game or two. Not long term here. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's more of a low ankle sprain. So uh, the Giants could get him back. I don't know if it matters. Other than you get Saquon Barkley back, uh, he's uh, yeah. the Giants are a mess. Bottom line is they're a mess. Uh, Galladay, he's out at least this week. Hyperextension of the knee. Uh, maybe they get uh, Shepard back. Maybe they get Slayton back. Shepard did quasi practice late last week, so I, I would think that's a decent sign that he could play this week uh, for the Giants. I think they're playing the Rams, so it may not matter. Uh, it's just it's not going to go well for the Giants. Uh, truly not. It's not going well for the football teams in New York. Right, Matias, you're an Atlanta Falcon fan. Uh, you beat the Jets, right? That's great. Are you a fan? I think mean, I just thought about it. you're out. No, uh, you're on the West Coast. Did you wake up to watch the game? I did, Kurtz. I did wake up to watch the game, but I'm used to it, Kurtz. I lived in Hawaii for 12 years. You know that. And the game always started at 7 a.m. every Sunday until daylight savings time when it changed to 8 a.m. And it was a great experience, you know, go, going wild. to bars, going to places over there at 7 to 8 a.m. You'd be surprised how many people were there ready to go at 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. Just ready to now, rock with their teams. I've lived in New York my entire life. All right. Uh, I was born in Queens. Uh, and my family moved to Long Island when I was about five. And I keep moving out uh, further and further on eastern Long Island. But my wife and I know that, you know, we're not going to live here forever. Uh, I'm getting tired of freezing several parts of my body off each winter. And eventually, I do want to go to a warmer climate. And I, I thought the same thing because one of my, a good friend of mine went uh, moved to Vegas about two years ago. Like if I moved out there, the hardest thing to me would be, or the weirdest thing to me would be, that the sports games all they're all done. Right, games are over by ten. The whole the whole slate is over by ten. Yankee games to start at four o'clock. NFL football once again is over. You know by what, eight thirty on a Sunday? That would be strange. They start the games to start at ten a.m. Uh, Six thirty a.m. Waking up. For the England game, uh, I got to tell you, the Falcons-Jets yesterday, mm, probably not waking up for that. Not at 6.30. <laughs> and this week, what is it? Dolphins-Jaguars? I am definitely not waking up for that. Not at 6.30. I'll be up at 9.30. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up at 8, go to the gym, and start my uh, day from there. Uh, I'll do that. Uh, are you a fan of the England? Uh, not uh, the Falcons. Are you a fan of the, the games in England as a whole? I don't care, Kurt, to tell you the truth. Uh, If it did bother me, it's maybe I had a party on Saturday night the night before and I have to wake up early. That would bother me. But besides that, look, it grows the game. Uh, And you know when you travel out of the country, one of the first things you hear when people want to talk trash is you guys and your football, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's because they don't understand it. And anybody who watches football long enough and enjoys it and enjoys the competitive nature of it is going to enjoy to love the game because it's one of the most competitive games out there. It's one of the most competitive things, a handicap as well. You know, it, that's how competitive it is. You know, you don't really see that many bad teams in the NFL. So when you're looking for a high level of competition, and when I think of people like athletes and people who follow sports, one of the best things about them is that they're very competitive. That's why they love sports. So anybody that's a competitive person, female or male, they're going to love football because it's one of the most competitive sports in the world. So I, I'm all about growing the game and spreading it out. Uh, I mean, my problem is this. I, I can't argue with your viewpoint there. It's a valid point, spreading the game, blah, blah. And we all know that the NFL is all about money. They don't care about anything else. But in football, you know, those games are important. You have eight home games. You might have nine. You're, if you're an AFC this to, uh, a team this year, you have nine. Next year, the NFC will have nine as we have the weird 17-game season. Those games are important. And to take away a home game, I don't care. that. The, I think the Falcons were technically the home uh, team yesterday. But it, there was no home for uh, 
home field advantage. You know, there's nothing there. You just thought you were technically the home team. You can wear whatever color jersey you want. Yay! Yay! So that's my problem with it. That, uh, you know, it, it's not like a baseball team. You know, when the Yankees and Red Sox played in uh, England a couple of years ago, that's fine. It was a two-game series, a three-game series. Fine, go for it. You know, it's, it's three of 162. It doesn't mean anything. You know, but in football, it does. It just does. Uh, so that's my issue there. And by the way, and I'm not trying to pick on your Falcons, but it's really, okay. if we're going to... Uh, oh, believe me, I wouldn't really be sorry anyway. But uh, if we're really going to, you know, grow the game, Falcons, Jets, Miami, Jaguars, really? Sure. Really? No, absolutely. Uh, that, 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 that is a big but. But at the same time, when, you, when, when I was watching the Falcons game this past Sunday morning, and when I saw Hayden Hurst score that touchdown, that arena, you know, that, that stadium in London was sold out. It was sold out to the bone, and that was the place to be. There's no soccer going on that weekend. They were all off on international duty. So that was the sport of the country. People are coming in from all around Europe to catch some of that game. And if you ask me, the Falcons did play like the home team on Sunday, which I was surprised. I picked against the Falcons this Sunday because I didn't think they were going to have any juice. I thought they dropped a big egg against Washington when they were you know, pretty much leading the entire game. And I thought they had that game in the bag. The Falcons were the Colts, essentially, of tonight. They gave the game away. I didn't think they were going to rebound and travel over, you know, over the Atlantic Ocean and be ready to play a game against a team that stunned the Titans and won their first game of the season. I was wrong. And I was wrong because the people in London gave the Falcons juice. They were, they, they were more juiced up than the people in Atlanta were, Kurtz. You know why? Because the people in Atlanta know that the Falcons suck. At least the people in England, they don't know whether they suck or not. They just think that they suck. You know, there's no real hate for the Falcons in England right now. They're just happy to get some football, man. And I think that helped them out. I really do. The Falcons played with some juice, and that's why they won. They came through it. They, look at the first half that they played. They smoked them in the first half. Uh, you know, after that whole little rant you went on, you know what sticks in my mind? That in England they were on international duty. What does that mean? Seriously, what does that mean? For soccer. So that means there was no Premier League over the weekend. You know, they have a professional soccer league in England, the EPL. I'm sure you've heard of it. <laughs> Actually, Thank no, you. you, Kurtz, you've probably never heard of the EPL. I've heard of it. <laughs> but with the, the, there's no EPL. So there's no, there's no, they're, they're all, the, the fans are free. You know, they're not going to skip, you know, the Everton game, you know, in Liverpool to go watch football. No, no ways. Absolutely not. But with no soccer being around and England didn't play that day. It was all football. It was all American football, all for them over there in England. So they were loving it, Kurtz. You know, it was a it was an American football parade in England. Well, that's good to know. That's uh, good to know. All right. So uh, coming up next, we're gonna Gabe and I Gabe and I recorded a couple of segments on uh, Saturday night as we're talking NHL. So that's what you're gonna hear uh, the next uh, couple of segments here. NHL starts tomorrow. Two games tomorrow. One at seven thirty. One at ten thirty. Both on ESPN. I cannot tell you uh, enough that I think. ESPN uh, getting the rights back to the NHL is a great thing for the NHL. They need ESPN. Uh, listen, it's never going to be one of the top three sports. It'll never be that. But they need ESPN to cover it. They just do. Whether you like ESPN or not, it's good for the NHL. Uh, game one tomorrow's Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay. Uh, Pittsburgh, no Malkin. He's out until, they say, December. Uh, Crosby, he was supposed to be out until November, but now he's more that way. He's not going to make the opening road trip, three games, but he could play after that. So that's good news for the Penguins here. That being said, I think they're going to get smoked by the Lightning tomorrow. Uh, I don't like Pittsburgh at all this season, period. Second game, ninth game, the Kraken open up. We'll see the Kraken, but they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights. I think the Kraken are going to get smoked, too. So uh, I'll be uh, a parlay of some sort on the Vegas tomorrow. Give me the Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights. Good great, great night. We're back. Game and I after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Confidence that comes from having the winning edge. We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. The countdown to puck drop is on. That's right. We're adding another sports of the rotation. And we know that our main man, George Kurtz, is fired up about this. Countdown is on, Kurtz. And I got to tell you what, man. Feels like it was two weeks ago that I was at the Montreal Canadiens and Tampa Bay Lightning game. That is so true, right? The NHL is truly the never-ending season. I mean, it never ends here. It does feel like we just had the Stanley Cup award a couple of weeks ago, and now we're ready to begin a new season tomorrow. All right, so let's take a look at some of the milestones um, that are on the table right now with a new season uh, starting. Um, as far as, let's start off with some goals. Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby needs 14 goals to become the 46th player in NHL history to reach uh, 500. He's reached at least 24 goals in 13 of his 16 seasons in the National Hockey League. And I think it's safe to say that he'll get 14 or more uh, this year, but we should note he's going to be missing the first month of the season, if not more. He's missing the first month. And listen, I think he's skating. He looks like he's going to be back probably somewhere around November. But what might worry me a little bit more is this. Uh, it's a wrist injury, right? Wrist shot, slap shot. You need that to shoot. I wonder if that's injury going to be fully healed or if it could re-injure himself again. And let me another question. He's up there in age. Do we really believe he's not going to get hurt again? I mean, he's going to miss what? I didn't I didn't count the games. Let's say 10 games. Now he's down to 72. I have a hard time seeing him play 72 His games conditioning again. conditioning is great, though, right? This guy oh, is in shape, shape, you know? Yeah, I would I would take the – listen, I think he's going to get it. I do. But uh, I, mean, I'm, I don't think he's going to slaughter it. I don't think he's going to be a 30-goal scorer this season. Maybe 26 goals, 25, somewhere around there. I agree. I agree, which would get him into the 500 uh, club. One of the greatest players ever to play the game. And just how serious Sidney Crosby is, guys – I know people um, from his hometown. So I've told the story before, but when they won, you know, he's won the Stanley Cup a few times, but once when they won the Stanley Cup, it was the last time they won the Cup. He went back, he goes he goes back home all the time. So Cole Harbor uh, in Nova Scotia, Halifax is the biggest, um, you know, quote unquote, main city. Our boy McInnes, uh lives there. So Crosby went out to like a local bar restaurant and a couple of other, the Penguins were there, including Malkin. So, like, they came with them to his hometown type of stuff. You know, they play golf, they hang out. And so they're in a local local restaurant slash bar restaurant. And it's like Crosby's first time back. There's a bunch of penguins there. They just win the cup. And everybody was, like, blasted, George. Right? Like, the story was, like, uh, Malkin was, like, you know, Malkin just was hammered. Like, the, everyone on the penguins was hammered, hammered. All having a great time. And uh, Crosby was, like, asking Malkin, how do you put this stuff in your body like this? <laughs> and somebody, they they ordered shots and they're having beers and somebody said, hey, Sid, we're going to have a celebratory shot. He said, no, no, I'm good. And he drank water. And my buddy's buddy asked him, he said, let me ask you, man. He goes, you never have a beer, never have a drink. He goes, you just won the Stanley Cup. Like he knows Crosby so he can talk to him. Like, yeah, you just won the Stanley Cup, Sid. What's up? He goes, no, I don't, I don't drink alcohol at all, ever. Like, the guy's a health fiend, bro. Like, he watches what he eats. Like, he's he's sort of like a Tom Brady type. You know what I mean? And that's, that's great. Isn't that why he's one of the best? Because he has that kind of discipline. I mean, personally, I think that's fantastic. I wouldn't blame him for having a beer after he won the cup, have a, you know, a drink or whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, for a couple of days, hey, you just but won father the time is undefeated, Kurtz. You're and you have right, three though. months off. Three months off. You can enjoy yourself. I know. You, you, can, you can get over the hangover. Hey, listen, when Ovechkin won the cup, he drank for three months. <laughs> that was fantastic, though. Come on. Nobody had more fun than Alexander Ovechkin, at least not that we know about in this day and age. Right? He was a blast. He was uh, walking in fountains, swimming in fountains with the Nationals <laughs> game. He was great. He was my favorite player in the NHL because he's, you know, he's great, great goal scorer. He's not a wimp. He'll take hits, although he did get hurt uh, over the weekend or I guess before the weekend. We don't know if he's going to play this week, so we'll see. But he's my favorite player in the NHL because of the way he plays that. He's not a goal scorer you can't touch. You, know, you can touch uh, Alexander Ovechkin. He'll give it back to you. He probably also should have been suspended a few times over the years, but that's the NHL for you. No, he'll give it as good as he'll take it, and people don't really even want to give it to him because they know uh, he won't back down. It's a great point, the original. Listen, Kurtz. 
I'm being serious here. If Alexander Ovechkin was Canadian, he'd already be anointed like one of the greatest players of all time in the history of the game. Like there is that sort of Russian bias. I know, listen, you know, he's the face of, he's one of the faces of hockey in the United States, uh, but I'm talking about with the hockey boys. You know what I'm saying? The Don Cherries of the world and everybody. They, they've been reluctant, but it's a great point to erase. He's a complete player. He's a badass. So um, 766, the Washington Capitals forward is six in NHL history with 730 goals. And he can climb into third place before the season ends. He's one behind Marcel Dion, former Los Angeles King. Great player. 731 goals. Uh, Brett Hall, 741. And he's 36 goals away from tying Yarmir Jagger. 766. Really puts in perspective how great Dion, Hall, and Jagger really were, aren't it? Doesn't it? Um, Ovechkin scored 24 goals last year. His first time in 16 NHL seasons, he didn't score at least 30. What do you make of Ovechkin? And th- can Ovechkin get the all-time record, do you think, Kurtz? Because people in Canada are panicking. Like Gretzky fans like hate even talking about it. Listen, uh, I think he can. Yes, I think he can. Although he is getting hurt more now. It's uh, because of the style that he plays that you respect yes. so much. Right. He, he's not looking to avoid contact. He is getting he's almost like up. a Lindros type, right, that lasted longer. Yes, really, that kind of body type, yeah. I think it would behoove him to maybe avoid the contact as much as possible now, but a couple things in his favor. Uh, he only had 24 goals last year, but that was in 50, 56 games. I'm sure Exactly, short anyway. season. Right, so he would have scored 30 in a normal season here. I think the days of 50-plus goals, they're done. But we have to remember the Capitals, everything is fed to him, and he's never met a puck that he will not shoot. He shoots everything, and that's not going to change. So they're going to keep feeding him. He just signed a five-year contract. There's a reason they gave him five years. You do the math. To catch the great one, he needs about 34, 35 goals a season to average to catch him there. And he'll catch it. So, yes, I'm going to – listen, I want him to because it's a player we're able to watch. And I, in my money, I don't care if he does, by the way. He's the greatest goal scorer ever. Gretzky's the greatest player ever. But Ovechkin, with what these goalies wear nowadays, where they're wearing Michelin pads in there. Uh, no, it's a good point. He's the greatest goal scorer ever for me. It's almost sacrilegious. And listen, I'm a Wayne guy. You know, my uncle played with him. I met Wayne Gretzky. He gave me an autographed stick, et cetera. So it's almost crazy to say out loud, but I don't know. Like if Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky had the best career. I don't know if he's the greatest player. You know what I'm saying? He had the best career. Like, let's just be real. He was 170 pounds, Kurtz. He never got touched. He'd get murdered in today's NHL. Yes. Like, we could go on, Kurtz, right? Like, we could go on. Like, could, could Ovi play back? How many goals would Ovi play if scored when he played in that era, bro? He might have broken 100, Kurtz. I'm not even exactly. He, he might have now. broken 100. He'd have 1,000. And because no, no goalie could stop that shot that he takes now. It's different errors. I get it. But uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If he played that era, oh, forget about it. He never <laughs> could catch it. Ever, ever, ever. But then I would bring you this. How many players would break that? I think Patrick yeah, Kane yeah, yeah, might yeah. have more goals. You can go on and on and on with all these guys nowadays. An old guy, though, that's on your team, the New York Islanders, that I think is one of the greatest pure goal scorers of all time. And I believe still to this day, if you go goals per game by average, my guy, Mike Bossy, one of the purest, greatest goal scorers ever. But Mike Bossy told me on an interview, and I used to interview Mike a lot. Um, I used to interview Mike a lot. He lives in Montreal, and I was doing the Canadian uh, stuff, right? So, you know, boss, he's a legend, obviously, in New York, but he lives in Montreal. And Mike told me that, like, they would get crushed. Like, so it's him. He said that. He said, oh, I would get crushed against these guys. And and I even said, no, 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 because I was like, no. Nah. Like, he told me at the time, the Florida Panthers were the worst time in the NHL at the time, George, like 15 years ago or something. He said the worst team in the NHL would have beaten his Islanders teams. I agree. It bothered agree. me that he even said it, but that's from Mike Bossy. He said, Gabe, they're just bigger, stronger, faster, bro. He goes, we wouldn't. He goes, the Florida Panthers would beat us. That's what he said. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, uh, in all sports, it's not just hockey, by the way. Any football team from the 70s would get crushed by the Jets today. I mean, they would what have about baseball, though, George? Do you think doesn't baseball, can baseball match up? Like, Don Drysdale's Don Drysdale. Sandy Cole, Bob Gibson was Bob Gibson, right? Nolan Ryan, 100 mile an hour fastball is 100 mile an hour fastball, right? But how many guys threw 100 back then? Yeah, I mean, right. Come on, you and I growing up, it was Nolan Ryan. I know. J.R. Richards, that's it. And I remember I mean, all the it. shortstops and second basemen were skinnier than me, right? It was it was acceptable, George, to be a shortstop and hit 212. That's and you were going like, ah, that's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, when people tell me that, uh, you know, Mickey Mantle was the size 
back then of your average shortstop. Your average guy, that's how, that's how big he was. For then, yeah, he was a monster, but for nowadays, he's nothing. You know, Babe Ruth did so well back in the 20s and 30s because he was a freak back then. You're right. He, he was, was bigger than everybody, right? Right, he was bigger. Fatter, yes, but he was bigger. And he uh, obviously had God-given hey, talent. Big bone, Kurtz. Big bone. <laughs> big bone. We're going big bone. Listen, I, it's funny. When you look at the, some of the old videos of Babe, he doesn't look as big as everybody makes to make him out. No, I've been saying that forever. Just because John Goodman, Goodman played him in a movie right. doesn't mean he's actually fat like that for real. No, like, and big. a lot of people see, like, older pictures of him. I've seen pictures like 1927, 28, 29, George. He's not fat. He's just a bigger dude. Right. He's, he's, he's not a, a, big, a big fat lord or anything like that. I agree with you. I think because Goodman played him in The Babe, which, by the way, is a decent movie, I thought. Uh, <laughs> that was all right. You never I mean, see I'm, anything. You saw that one? Yeah. I think I had the DVD, actually, still, too. I actually got – and I don't lie. I'm not a he's big – He's actually good a good guy to play him, though, isn't it? Like, you can't argue with it. Happy-go-lucky, right? Because that's what everybody looks at Babe like, happy-go-lucky. So I thought he played him well. I thought the baseball part of it was bad because it, it doesn't look like Goodman ever played. Or at least he wasn't a left-hander at that. So that bothered me a little bit. But the movie itself was all right. George Kurtz uh, kicking it with us. So speaking of the New York Islanders, Zach Parisi is seven goals away, George, from the 400 club. Uh, it's not, hey, listen, it's not 500, but still hell of a career uh, that he's had. How do you feel about your Islanders coming into the year? Well, yeah, I mean, the Islanders, we, they're built, they're still built for the playoffs, right? They're a team you don't want to play in the playoffs because they will, they'll wear you down. Over the long season here is probably my biggest worry because they do fall out of Trotz's system from time to time. That's when you'll see them get beat up. They're losing games 4-1, 5-1 because they're trying to play more offensive and they can't play like that. But this team is, is really, like I said, it's built to, uh, to play I mean, win a playoff series. They added some talent. You added Parisi. You added Chara. You re-signed Palmieri to get you maybe some secondary scoring. I know the joke would be they have no primary scoring, which I understand that. Anders Lee is back here. So I said they're built, and they should play well here. Varlamov is banged up. He's probably not going to be able to start the season with the team. He hasn't played at all in training camp, so it will be Soroka and Schneider backing him up. The biggest worry for the Islanders is this. Chara, what's he, 50? Eighty Green yeah. is up there. Boy, those are two of your top six defensemen, and they're up there in age. They're you a veteran really team. And even if they stay healthy, can they stay healthy into SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Late-night anger management class. The Monday Night Meltdown continues. It's Marenti and Kurtz uh, tonight. We're doing this thing, and uh, we're getting ready to drop the puck. And I got to tell you, Kurtz, you know, a lot of sports, we're sports hosts, and we'll talk, oh, you know, this is a big game, we're fired up, etc. But I genuinely am excited. Like, I'm not just saying, like, you know what I mean? I'm genuinely excited to have hockey back. And even though it is a long season, it's the beautiful thing about the, the NHL, guys. They really do bring it every night, Kurtz. They really do. Dude, they were fighting in the preseason. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, teams were fighting. Coaches were getting mad. Uh, yeah, Tippett nearly lost it after a win once. He's like, God, we're, we're getting ready for the regular season next week. We're doing a lot of things wrong. Like, I love the intensity of hockey. And especially in the first the first week, the first games, it'll be intense, George. These teams are going to come out flying. 
Oh, I think it's going to be a fun season. I do. ESPN, I think, uh, taking over the rights to it. I think that is great for hockey. You may hate ESPN. You may love ESPN. But they'll cover it. They need ESPN to cover hockey and not ignore it like they usually do. Right? Butcher Gross has got that show now, The Point. That's going to be on every Thursday, I think, at 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's good for hockey to get the ESPN involved here. Uh, I would like to see this Eichel situation eventually resolved. I think that's bad for the game to have a superstar like that. We don't know where he's going to play. It won't be in Buffalo. They stripped over his captaincy, for crying out loud. And I, I like to see Mr. Leonard calm down a little bit. He seems like he's trying to bring down the NHL, too. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to the season. I, I like the game that... Yeah, usually hockey starts a week ago, which would be right when the uh, playoffs start in baseball. I'm glad it waited a week for whatever. I guess they want to give the players a week rest uh, after a uh, shortened off season. So I'm glad that you know, we're in the middle of the baseball playoffs now. And hockey now is going to pick up a little bit. I think it gives me a little bit more, oh, good, hockey's really here. I'm not fighting because, you know, the Yankees uh, have their one game and then lose. Yeah, normally hockey starts on, like, like October 3rd or something, right? Yes. Like, yeah, you're right. And it's head-to-head. You're like, oh, there's all this stuff going on. Well, hey, listen, they have to get back on track. As far as Robin Leonard is concerned, the media really didn't run with it too much. That's what the NHL media likes to do, sweep things under the carpet, right? But I tweeted it out at the time, George. Any any other league, this is a major story. I mean, the guy basically accused the league teams of illegal activity. <laughs> and he said... Drug dealers. Yeah, he basically said, we all know what happens. And then I like how he dropped, though, Except, no, no, it doesn't happen here in Vegas, but everywhere else. And I don't know. I thought it was out of line, personally, in, in a sense. It's not your business, Lanner. We all know everyone's a drug addict in the NHL. Fine. But you don't play for the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, what's the deal about him going after Alain Vigneault like that? They must have some kind of personal history there. That would be my guess. What bothered me more about this is that, not so much that, but after he met with the NHL and the NHL Players Association, he backed off a little bit. Oh, I, I really didn't mean the name Vigneault and that, 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 that sort of thing. And that, yeah, stick to your guns here. If you're going to go after go after I Especially like when you tweet, I don't stop. care if I upset people with this, right? Apparently you did, apparently you did care. You know? And so let's that, be that real. A little. And nobody's commenting on Eichel now. He's commenting on Eichel's situation. He's commenting on other team situations. Bro, you're the goalie of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And... Not to mention, too, he's discussed having mental health issues. Yes. So you've got mental health issues, fine. Like, we all sympathize, right? We sympathize. You don't help when you go on and you're, you're, you're bringing it on Twitter like this. You go up to you know what I mean, it's hard to say, oh, just leave me alone. I just want to play hockey. I have mental health issues when you're on Twitter calling everyone out every day. <laughs> I agree. I, listen, I, it's a, he's probably the wrong person to go about this, especially without it. He says he has proof. Okay, let's see it. Don't tell me you have proof and then we don't see the proof. I hate that. If you have proof, let's see what you're talking about here. But this, I know this didn't come, come to a, as a surprise to you. Really? Hockey players, a physical sport like this, are taking painkillers? Really? I'm shocked. Yeah, but he's snitching out on other players. This is the deal, like with me, because the fact is, it's not pretty, George, but we all know. Sports leagues cannot exist without this stuff. They're, the human body can't play, can't play hockey for seven months guys without medication and is it being abused yeah listen i I, it was a crazy story i remember from a couple of years ago george um the dea actually like shut the nfl down so the the drug enforcement agency met with every nfl team doctor in a room together and they said listen you guys are way out of control you remember like the new orleans saints a few years ago there was like there's like no pills were accounted for it was basically like tic tacs there was a bowl and even Peyton was helping himself, right? Remember, like, the, even yes. the coach, they basically said everybody's just fried in New Orleans, that there's just pills everywhere. And it, the, the DA reminded team doctors, you're not allowed to travel across state lines. Like, you're you're smuggling drugs. Like, you're not, these aren't prescri- prescriptions. You're bringing, like, 5,000 pills with you and just discriminately passing them out. And you know it was the Dallas Cowboy doctor. But he got up and he basically started mouthing off back to the TA. Probably he said, not you know, a good idea. Yeah, he said my owner donates so much money to all these. Kids. What are you wasting our time for, right? And it was the kind of like basically allegedly, right? He said, what are you wasting our time for, like? And then I guess all the doctors told the DA, fine. Do you want the NFL to exist or not, <laughs> right? Like they didn't back down, and they said unless we give these guys these drugs, there will be no NFL. And all the doctors started getting mouthy and stuff. And somebody, the DA said, the only plane in America that is legally allowed to have drugs on it is Air Force One, all right? 
and they said that they're more important than Air Force One, and they're right. Well, they did. They said, well, you know, the NFL is every bit as important, and, if, you know, NFL football. And they basically told the DA guys, suck it, and whatever. We're buddies with the senators. We're buddies with every governor. We've already got everyone in the, in the pocket. You're not going to shut us down. But they really did tighten things up because I saw Pat McAfee talking about it the other day about the Leonard stuff, and A.J. Hawk would know. And A.J. Hawk admitted, too. He said, oh, I was a free-for-all in the Packers room in the old days with pills. And he said they cracked down on it. Like, they did crack down. Like, it's accountable now. Brett Favre had a big problem with the pills, if you remember. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. This goes back forever, right? What was the, uh, the movie in the 70s? Remember North, North Dallas 40? That the NFL yep. hated when that came out. That was pretty close <laughs> to the truth about what happens there. They were taking what Toradol was big back then, right? The shot, the shot for Toradol. And uh, the NFL thinks they run the world, right? Or at least it runs the United States. Think about what they did to ESPN. I forget the name of the show that was on, maybe. Oh, yeah, they bullied them about the ballers or rookies or whatever the hell. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Playmakers, playmakers. That was, was it. Playmakers. Playmakers. It was a good show. I enjoyed yeah. that show. Yeah. But he they were like, hey, oh. this is way too realistic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no season two. You don't, you don't have Sunday night. Well, I think they had Sunday night football. Yeah, they threatened them with this. So, uh, and ESPN backed down. I've never seen the rock show Baller. Supposedly it's pretty good, too. Like, it's realistic good. and I've stuff. Seen it. I've, I've, heard, just, I've heard it's good. I don't have time to watch everything, Kurtz. Neither do you, right? We're doing shows. And it's like, it's hard. Well, <laughs> I'm watching Sons of Anarchy now. I think I'm up to the finally the last episode, but I've already seen it two or three times. My uncle played, I mentioned, so my uncle played uh, Free Edmonton Oilers, the Quebec Nordiques, the St. Louis Blues, et cetera. And point blank, like, he didn't even hide it. Um, but he had a problem. And he was kind of a, he got into a lot of fights and stuff, right? He was an enforcer, so he got in a lot of fights. But point blank, George, he was literally taking, like, 12, 12 hits of speed before every game. Like, in the old days, what do you call them? Uppers, greenies, Uppers whatever you want to call them in those yep, days. greenies. Yeah, so basically he literally told me, he goes, I take about 10 or 12 of these things, and then after, what does he have to do? Guy's wired. Take the downers. Yeah, take the downers and hit the booze in the hotel room, right? Because you're shaking, your nose is busted, you just got in another fight, you're shaking, and you know the deal. The fighters, didn't, they didn't like fighting, right? It took an emotional toll on them and stuff, so like to... He, and he had a problem. He's a born-again Christian now, actually. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Sports, there is a fine line, but we were talking about how Leonard handled it. I don't know if that was great, but I don't know. What, what about Vegas uh, this year? You like Edmonton or Vegas more? Vegas, big win total here, 105 and a half for their season points, but their division isn't very difficult. There's a lot Bingo. of beatable teams in there. Bingo. For me, that's, that's what, what it's all about with Vegas. There's nobody in their division. I mean, I think they're going to do very well. Leonard's good. He may be a head case, but he's a very good goaltender. He's My biggest goalie. worry, it doesn't get hurt. They don't have Fleury anymore. You don't have, you don't have that great two-goalie system. You could look at it that way. But if Leonard stays healthy for 55, 60 games, they're going to be fantastic. So, yeah, I like Vegas a lot. Edmonton, my problem, game with Edmonton is this. Yeah, I know you're going to score goals. Great. Fantastic. Can you stop them? Can you stop me? They're a great in-game play every night. You watch them up. This is going to be one of those 6-4 nights. Keep hitting the over. They're over, over and over again. Uh, that's my biggest issue. I think they'll make the playoffs, probably. But once the playoffs come and teams lock it down defensively you know, and McDavid and Drysaddle are not going to run wild, you're done. So I don't like what they've done in goal. Mike Smith, really? Mike Smith, again? You know, I know. He's not, he's not your answer, and your defense isn't good enough. No. I wonder about that with the Leafs with Campbell. You buy into Campbell. I mean, he's okay, but are you really are you really running the table, going through the season, all the way through the playoffs with uh, with Campbell as your goalie? I wonder they got Mazarek now too, right? Yeah, they get Mazarek's day. Yay! Uh, I wonder this with Campbell. I think Frederick Anderson is a better goaltender, but I think Campbell was a better goaltender for that team, for the style they play. Uh, I, I think Anderson's a better goaltender in a traditional, you know, hockey sense. Yeah, as far as, yeah. But I think Campbell might be better for the wide open style. I think that's what what I believe, but. Can he get it done for, once again, 55, 60 games, 50 games, 45? I think, once again, I, I like their goaltending better than like Mike Smith and Edmonton, but they, they're another team. A lot of overs, a lot of goals coming. And to win the cup, no, you're not going to win a cup with Campbell. You're just not going to. Love your talent. You're a fun team to watch. I play in fantasy leagues. Yeah, I want to grab all these guys. Props, absolutely. Give me Tavares. Give me Matthews, Nylander, Marner. Give me them all. But to win the cup? No, it's, it's too difficult to do it with that goaltender. You need an A goaltender, especially when Vasilevsky's in your division. I hate, I hate, um, you know, giving the same teams as last year when people ask, well, who do you like this year? Who do you, you know what I mean? You know, everyone wants to be cute and have that, oh, this team, right, at 25 to one, watch out for these guys. I think tamper on a mission. I mean, they're, that, who can knock them off? Like, they might be that much better than everybody, George, like we saw. 
both you and I teams tried last year and you you came closer, but and they're not even 100% ever, and they still are better than everyone. Like, who, has anyone closed the gap on the Lightning? Because I think they're on a mission to win three in a row. Once again, I think the, the only chance they lose, or a better chance, they, they're not healthy. Just not healthy. Everybody you know, gets hurt, yeah. Right. I mean, but anything can say that, but Vasilevsky's the best goaltender in the NHL. Kucherov, all right, he's not the best player. Was he top three? Yeah, Sam he's a top five, top five for 10. sure. Yeah. All right, you want to point out that they Great in point. Game? Great point, and he, but he's an unknown star, right? No one talks about him. This would be a star on any other team, but no, we don't talk about him because it's not Tampa Bay. We got to worry about Stankos and Kucherov and Vasilevsky and Hedman. I think, oh yeah, you got Braden Point too. I can, if you want to point being a negative, all right, they did get hit for that third line, right? They lost all those guys to either free agency yeah, yeah, or the expansion yeah. draft, but they replaced them. I mean, I don't know about you. I like what Tampa Bay did as far as replacing placing those guys. Corey Perry's now there. Then they had your, I mean, a different kind of player, but now you add some, some grit, some anger, and I think that could be good for Tampa Bay to play, be able to play that kind of game. So, yes, it's Tampa and then everybody else. Cooper's a great coach, too. Cooper, Cooper's a great coach, and uh, Cooper wow. will actually be uh, coaching Team Canada uh, in the Olympics. He's, he's fine. I wondered because I was like, man, how come this guy's not in contention for the job because he didn't win the cup? Now he's got a couple of cups. They're all sucking up to him, right? Hey, you want to coach Team Canada? And he's actually a dual citizen. He's a married, he's, he's a dual citizen, U.S. and Canada. He um, went to Hofstra. Uh, yeah. And it's just on Long Island, which is... Uh, hey, he was, a public, he was a public defender. I never knew that. He's an attorney. The guy That's was amazing. a public... De- no, like, not, oh, I studied to be a public defender. No, no, no. He was in courtrooms, this guy. <laughs> I... I, I don't know how that translates to becoming a, a great hockey coach. I have no idea. Other than you defend your players, the, you know, the Department of Player Safety. But uh, that that's well, he knows how to lack- deal with the room now. He's dealt with worse. It's like, hey, listen, I I got a guy off for murder. I right? just I can deal with my Burns defense. Is a cop, right? They would they would have gotten along well if Burns was still around. <laughs> George Kurtz uh, with us. All right, great, uh, man, great, great stuff talking hockey. Um, quickly, Kurtz, we only got a couple of seconds here before the break. What about opening night uh, here? Penguins at Lightning, Lightning minus 170, cracking at Knights. Uh, Knights, big favorites. I got a parlay for both, man. Give me the favorites. We are, I don't like Pittsburgh, and I do not like the Kraken this year. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. the Sports Grid Radio Network. Welcome back. Sports Grid. Sports Grid. Late night. I'm George Kurtz. Uh, Gabe Morenci was at the Dodgers game tonight. He did call in, by the way. So if you're wondering, he did call in. He forgot uh, that uh, we were had uh, two recorded segments, which is kind of funny, by the way, because he's the one who set up 
when the uh, segments would record. It wasn't like uh, Matthias and I did this. This was all a game. He decided uh, it's his show when those segments would air. He forgot. Maybe he'll call back in. I certainly wouldn't be betting on it, but maybe. Uh, but it's good to know that Gabe is alive. That he hasn't jumped off uh, the top of Dodger Stadium. He does realize there's another game tomorrow. So, uh, once again, NHL starts tomorrow. Two games before he really gets started. I, see this, I would say the season truly starts on Thursday. Uh, on the Islander fan, the Islanders have lost in the... Uh, Ah, the conference finals the past two years to Tampa Bay. So uh, Islanders, uh, tough opening to the season because they are going to have a new, the, the new Coliseum. I forget what they're calling it offhand uh, on the Queens Nassau border out in Elmont, New York, which is where I grew up. Uh, Islanders will begin the season, I believe, with a 13 game road trip. So uh, that should be interesting, huh? Uh, other uh, news and notes in the NHL Alexander Ovechkin uh, got banged up uh, last Thursday. Uh, he's day-to-day. Uh, looks like he might play in the season opener on Wednesday. He might not play in the season opener on Wednesday. Uh, one thing about the NHL, I was hoping this would go away uh, with you know, with uh, gambling being more legal through most states here and a lot of these arenas having a uh, betting parlor there. I was hoping uh, they would stop with the state secrets about injuries and be more open about it. They're not. There's a secretive as ever. It's, uh, they don't have an injury report like football, at least where you know what the injury is. It's always lower body, upper body. Uh, it's annoying. Uh, but that being said, he is day-to-day. Austin Matthews will not play in the first three games off of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wrist surgery is coming back from, so we won't see Austin Matthews Hopefully, maybe next week, but you're not going to see him this week for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So once again, we'll be back. Uh, Sports Rage Late Night. I'm George Kurtz in for Gabe Marenzi. Gabe will be back tomorrow, we all hope. We'll be back after this. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost.